exclusive. You don't want zero problems, big fella. Yep. If one more label try to stop me, it's gonna be some dread. Never sweet out. My shooters come for free, so if one more label try to stop me, it's gonna be some dread. Do you love me? Thought it was 
I just pop out Percocets and only caught a buzz. And if that label try to stop me, they gon' do some crazy. We just fans waiting in the lobby. No life is And welcome, 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 welcome to the first episode, the first recording, the first episode of Intelligent Ignorance. You might be wondering, what, 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 is, what is this? What is this Intelligent Ignorance that is coming on New Twist Radio? What, what is this? I mean, they haven't put in, they haven't, we haven't heard that term on New Twist Radio in a few years. Well, you're hearing it now. Intelligent Ignorance. It's me and it's my man. Ryan and welcome. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm good. I was just saying welcome. Oh, okay. And um, basically, what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about some some topics that are going on in in our world, in our country, in our headlines here. And you know, we we're going to give you our opinions on them. We're going to give you the opportunity to have opinions on them. And and you know, we're just going to keep it simple. Keep it intelligent, keep it ignorant, because that's what we're going to do. And uh, without further ado, you already heard his voice once, but I'm going to introduce him properly. My man, Ryan Hunter, CEO of BlockSuite.com, BlockSuite Enterprises. Um, What's going on, brother, man? Thank you for being a part of this show. Man, I just want to say thank you uh, for allowing me and giving me the platform to come to these people and bring them this intelligent ignorance, because these people are in for a treat. When I tell you some of the topics that we are going to cover and some of the things that we are going to discuss, people are going to be dumbfounded. They are going to laugh. They are going to cringe. They are going to have emotions that they have not had listening to anybody else on the radio. Absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. Let me let me just put the people on notice real quick. We've been in this in this game, this podcast and recording broadcasting game, really since me since 1999. Okay, I've had my my own show, my own situation, really since 2010. So I'm not a I'm not a new jack to this. I've been around for a little bit. Okay, had to take a hiatus, but now your boy is back. Okay, so I got to put everybody on notice that has established themselves. Put everybody on notice who's trying to establish themselves now. You better watch out because the door is about to get kicked in. I'm telling you right now, we are broadcasting right here from the city of brotherly love, sisterly affection, right here in the tri-state area. That would be the Philadelphia tri-state. That, that would be Jersey, Philly, Delaware. Okay? That's the real tri-state, if you ask me. It's only tri-state. I, I, I consider tri-state. Some people may not tri-state. like that. It's the only tri-state. Some people may not like it. Doesn't matter. Don't like it. Like my man Mike Knox say, listen anyway. But um, you know we got a lot of things that we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking for about thirty minutes or so. And um, but one of the things we're gonna do is, is we're gonna we're gonna keep it moving. We're gonna we're going straight 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 uh straight check. What is it? What, how how you say it? Straight shots, straight no, no chase. chaser. That's right. Straight shots, no chaser. We we keep it real with you. Um, so you know, with this episode, with this being the first episode, of course, we're not giving out the phone number. We're just going to give you our opinions. You're going to get a chance to to know who we are. Okay. Make sure you check out blocksuite.com. Make sure you trust. T- check out newtwistradio.com. Follow us on on social media at 
new to us radio, follow us on. I'll I'll get to all that. I'll get to all that. Um, but today, my man Ryan has put the, put a nice show together. Some nice topics together for us to talk about. And uh, you know, Ryan, I want you to take it away with the first topic because I know we discussed it before the show, but like it's called intelligent ignorance. I've already forgot what we were going to start with. Okay, I didn't write it down. <laughs> I was being ignorant. Okay, so you know, we we got a few topics there. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna go through the topics that we're going to talk about today. And you know, once we get started, we get started. But of course, one of uh, one of the big one of the big bigger stories, I guess, in the news right now, especially from the hip hop community, is rapper Meek Mill is uh, was st- sent back to state prison for violations of his parole, his probation. Excuse me, was it, was it parole, parole, probation? I don't know, we'll talk about that. Probation. Um, probation. Texas, t- the probation thing. Texas shooter um, that happened. The Texas shooting over the weekend, over this past weekend, at the time of this recording, and um, have. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, let me let me let me start that over. The the shooting, the church shooting in Texas that happened over this past weekend, and some possible gun control reform. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to take a look back at last year's election. We're talking about 2016 presidential election that elected Donald Trump as president of the United States. We're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And if you weren't aware, and I was almost only about 10 percent aware of this, to be honest with you. We're going to talk about the viral blackout post that turned turned out to be nothing, nothing at all. I, I, I'm I, I'm ready. To, I, I like to discuss that because I heard very little about it, but it actually ended up being such a big thing, and we're definitely going to talk about that. So we're going to spin the wheel, and I'm going to let Ryan pick the first topic. Man, I, with, with four topics like that, it's easy to go into any of these, but first and foremost – I think I went away on the one that's impacted us the most, and that's the presidential election, which was exactly a year ago today. Um, I know you remember the wide range of emotions that you went through that evening. Uh, Just early off in the evening, you see Hillary's ahead. Uh, Later on into the midnight hours, you see Trump's pulled ahead, and there's absolutely no chance that Hillary's going to catch up. Uh, What we went through as a people that night exactly a year ago and then what it's been for us over the last year. Uh, I actually saw a post of a poll that came out today, uh, a year after the election, 65% of individuals who voted in the election said that they would vote the exact same way. And that was a little dumbfounding to me uh, just for the simple fact that the vote was split so close, you know, Hillary ended up being what I want to say maybe five percentage points away from Trump. Well, I don't, I don't have those numbers in front of me right now, but it, it was, it was close and it wasn't close at the same time. It was, it was one of those weird things. And, you know, he won, he won the, the electoral vote, but not the popular vote. And that's not the first time in history that that has happened. That's happened, actually happened quite a few times, or maybe just a few times in history. But um, yeah, the the fact that people would actually vote the same way means that, to me, for people that voted for Trump, it means to me that they feel like either one, Trump is doing a good job, or he's on his way to doing a good job, which... For me, honestly, I mean, looking at it, 
from uh, from from my vantage point, I can't see the one. I, you know, I, I, has, is he doing a bad job? Has anything happened that he's done? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you could tell me. I'm ignorant to the fact. But is he doing a good job? I can't. I mean, I can't really say he's doing a good job. I mean, I know some of the things that he does are very unconventional, very you know, non-presidential. Um, some of the things that he said. I mean, the Twitter, you know things that we're not used to seeing from a president and do I like it? No, not at all. Not at all. However, that's who he is. And that's who the, who the people elected. That's who the electoral college elected, not, not a majority of the people of the United States elected him, but the majority, but the electoral college elected him. And that's what we're dealing with. I mean, you look at a guy that caused another, world leader rocket man in front of the UN and and he doesn't see tiny rocket man at that he said tiny rocket man tiny rocket man I called him tiny rocket man I didn't even know that I didn't know he said tiny rocket man and if that wasn't a smack in the face to, to two volatile leaders two volatile leaders of probably two of the strongest militaries in the world. And, you know, it's not to devalue anybody else, but obviously with their potential use of nuclear weapons, North Korea is obviously a threat. Uh, and to to portray somebody in that right and call him Tiny Rocket Man, uh, it says a lot about the respect that he has, one, not just for our military and potentially putting those people in harm's way, but what he feels about his authority over the entire world and not just the United States. One thing I'll add is I do not refer to the United States as the United States of America anymore. Um, I tried my hardest under Trump to refer to us as the divided States of America. And while you say that you can't say whether he's doing a good or a bad job. And to some degree, I'll agree with that. But on the other hand, what Trump brings is a divisiveness to this country. And we've never seen our people more divided as a nation than since November 6th, 2016. So going into, or excuse me, November 8th, 2016, going into that year up to this point, our country has been so divided. I mean, you look at the incident in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, You look at the shooting in Orlando. You look at the incident down in Texas that just occurred, the shooting in Las Vegas. Uh, These are truly acts of terrorism that were relatively labeled as mental health issues, with the exception of the Orlando one, which obviously they tried to build as terrorism and never really found a real link. But everything else was billed as a mental health issue, and the first person to respond was our president. It's just amazing how his portrayal of certain things further divides us as a nation. I mean, he weighed in on Twitter about the NFL and Colin Kaepernick and basically firing players 
who decided to exercise their right. And it's just amazing how so many people agree with his stances. So I could kind of see the numbers that say, hey, you know what, just because I voted for him the first time, I would do it again. And I think that goes to the level of ignorance of some people who say, you know what, just because I made that mistake, I don't want to publicly say that I'll go back and fix that mistake. I have to stick to my guns because I voted for him once. I'm going to say I'm going to vote for that man again. Because People, if you feel like you're wrong, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean because I just want to say this real quick. If you feel like you're wrong, because I don't want to forget what I was going to say. If you feel like you were wrong in voting for, for Donald Trump, and you have the opportunity to fix it, don't worry. We won't know that it was you as long as you keep it quiet. We won't know it was you. Just go ahead and, and next time just fix it. Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the truth. And there are so many people out there that are just not willing to acknowledge that they made a mistake in voting for Donald Trump uh, because it, it was truly a mistake in electing him as our president. Uh, I just can't see how somebody so volatile is trusted with the highest level of authority in the free world. And when you look at it, it, it's hard to compare Donald Trump to our previous president, to Barack Obama. Uh, And I just say that because there are two different classes of people. And I'm not saying that to put down Donald Trump. What I'm saying is that Barack Obama elevated himself to a different level. Uh, You know, I want to say, how many presidents have we seen in our lifetime? There was Reagan. uh, Reagan, Daddy Bush, Bush, Clinton, Clinton, Baby Bush, Bush, and Obama. So of the five presidents that I've seen, and now Trump. So of the five presidents, and one reality TV president that I've seen in my lifetime, I have to put Barack Obama in a higher class than all of them. And it's not merely because we both share the same melanin. As much as I want to believe that I have this affinity to Barack Obama because he's black, that's not true. Uh, my affinity to Barack Obama is because of some of the decisions that he made and some of the things that he said and the stances that he took towards our country and progressing it forward. You didn't see that from the other presidents. So over the last year, I took that Donald Trump has really divided this nation and he's enjoying doing it. Yeah, it really really does seem like he's enjoying (laughs) enjoying his time dividing the nation because it really seems like Everything that comes out of his mouth or on or or out of his thumbs, you know, pick one, is divisive. Is divisive. I mean, when he when you you spoke about the Charlottesville situation, the situation in Charlottesville, he said some of those people. What did he say? They were stand up people, or they were nice people, good people, or something like that. They were they were good people. Some of those people are good people. Well, let me try to play devil's advocate. Innocence. I, I love to play devil's advocate. Maybe they are good people to their families or something, right? Maybe you know. Maybe they'll. I don't know. I can't even. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. You know. 
maybe he means well they're not all out there trying to kill people. They just want to live their life. That's about as far as I can take it. That's about as far as I can take it. And to be honest, some of those people that were out there are merely just followers. So they showed up because people told them to. They didn't exactly know what they were fighting for. They just showed up. It's it's somewhat like racism in the younger generations. You don't know exactly why you do it. You just do it because it's a trait that's passed down to you. Uh, And I know so many people talk about hate and that, you know, children aren't born this way and that it's a learned behavior. And it truly is. It's passed down, but it's without real reasoning. Uh, To say that I don't like somebody who's white simply because of the color of their skin would be ignorant. And, and this isn't so it ignorance, like, but we're not that doggone ignorant. We're not that ignorant. Uh, there's a level of intelligence to our ignorance here. But for Trump to say that some of these people are good people and that you can't blame the white nationalists, white nationalists that were out there protesting, but then on the same token, you say that the Black Lives Matter movement is a terrorist organization. And I'm not saying that he said those exact words, but he made references to such of those things in terms of racial hatred, but he didn't classify the white nationalists into that same classification. And it's Mm -hmm. it's just alarming how he sees certain things, because he is supposed to be the leader of our nation and the things that he states. I mean, he was backed by David Duke. <laughs> and if, if, if you don't know who David Duke is, Google it. I'm not even going to give him the prestige of announcing his title on this show. But David Duke stated that he was proud of the president for his honesty and his courage to tell the truth. And that's mm. alarming coming from the man who David Duke is. It's just interesting. Uh, I can't believe that our, our leader, I try not to even call him president, but our leader uh, even has an alignment with somebody of that stature. It's just amazing. Uh, Normally, presidents would try to diminish that type of relationship and say, you know, I'm not endorsed by him or I don't condone certain behaviors. Uh, Trump was just, hey, you know, this is is a good friend of mine. These are people that I'm friends with. These are people that I have relationships with. Didn't Trump say at some – when – I guess it was during the election, or before the election. It was during the campaign. Didn't he say he didn't? He didn't know the guy. Didn't he say something like that? Like I don't even know who that is. He, Did he, he say said that? that he didn't. He said that he didn't know who it was. But then he later retracted that statement uh, and tried to make it seem like he thought they were asking about someone else. Man, please, this dude lies like <laughs> like a rug. Everybody in the world knows who David Duke is. 
Okay, everybody in the world knows. There's no way you don't know who David Duke is, Trump. Come on, dog. You can't be that stupid. Or you can't think we're that stupid. Come on now. You're listening to Intelligent Ignorance. This is episode one of Intelligent Ignorance. I am Jay Chris. You and and the other voice you're hearing is my man Ryan. I don't know. Should I go by Jay Chris or, or something else? I'm, I've been going by Jay Chris for a long time. Uh, you know, Jay Chris is uh, the the new twist show era. So I don't know if you want to tweak it. I don't. Uh, you know what? I, I think I. Jay Chris. I gotta that's go. It. I, I, that's I gotta it. stay with it. That that's me. That's me. On, I broadcast everywhere. When I'm on Fox Sports, I'm Jay Chris. When I'm when I'm on New Tools Radio, I'm Jay Chris. We're on New Tools Radio now. Got to be Jay Chris. I guess that's who I got to be. People people know Jay Chris, man. People know it. That's the goal. That's the goal. Get to know me. Get familiar. Google me. I don't know if you can find me as Jay Chris. Though. I don't know. We'll see. Um, like I said, this is Intelligent Ignorance <laughs> Episode One. We're giving you a chance to know us. So we're not even going to give out the phone number right now. Um, but you know, I, I am Jay Chris. That is Ryan. He is the CEO of Black Sweet Entertainment. And uh you'll definitely be seeing and hearing a lot more from us. Uh talking about our first topic with Trump and, and, and well actually we we were actually talking about the election itself and it turned into a conversation about Trump. Um but we, we take it from there and, 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 and some of the violence that has happened, like you said, Charlottesville, Orlando, um Texas to just most recently and uh you know I want to talk a little more about Texas. I want to talk about about the 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 church shooting that happened in Texas just this past weekend. Um it, man, it was a Sunday too. You know, it was a Sunday at that. Um just this past church weekend. Man, I mean to, you know, I hate to hear of any mass shooting. Okay, and within the past few months, we have had some of the worst mass shootings that, you know, in this country's recent history. Okay. Um, I think the Las Vegas shooting was the the biggest mass shooting in history. No, it wasn't the biggest mass. Well, it might have been the biggest mass shooting in history. I don't think it was the biggest, quote unquote, massacre in the history. I mean, you have to go way back. I think it was, uh, you have to go way back for that. We're talking, we're talking indigenous people. Like the Um, Holocaust? No, no. Well, the Holocaust wasn't the United States. I'm just talking about this country. Um, (laughs) I'm talking about like, uh, the, the, the extermination or the, I don't even like saying extermination, the elimination, the assassination of, of the indigenous people that were here. Um, you know, how they how they handled you know those people, but um, the the shooting this past weekend in Texas, man, 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 I think this guy went up into the church in small small town in Texas. I I can't even remember the name of the town right now. Mind you, let me let me let me explain to to our audience. We just decided to do this show twenty minutes ago. Okay, we just had, I said, yo, you ready to do it? Yeah, let's do a show. Okay, we did it. So now, so we we didn't really prepare. So you can guarantee we'll be prepared the next time. But um, small town in Texas. Yeah, this is this is no research. This is no preparation. This is off the top. This is off the top, and, and this how this, this is, is freestyle you know, this is of radio. Exactly, exactly. Um, man goes into 
a church, place of worship, and shoots, what was it, 20, 20 some odd people? 26. 26. Okay, I thought it was 27, but I didn't want to be wrong. 26 people, ages ranging from 5 to 70s. <laughs> These people, I mean, just awful, man. And first, you know, I, I have trouble with, you know, the mindset. Like, I, I just can't understand why you would go into some place full of innocent people and just start shooting innocent people, like, for, for no real reason. Okay, they're innocent people. There's no real reason to shoot anybody in this. Um, but then you get into the talks of gun control. Okay, and I gotta be honest, Ryan. I am really on the fence with the whole gun control thing, and I I, I guess it's like. I can be swayed either way, okay? Um, Because there are some people that say you shouldn't have guns, period. But then there's some people that say you shouldn't have automatic, semi-automatic weapons or automatic. We shouldn't have automatic weapons. And there are some people that say you should be allowed to have whatever kind of gun you want. And I got to be honest. I can see the argument in all three of those. Um, what the only kind of the only kind of reform, I guess, or control that I would like to see is creating, making it harder for people to to purchase a gun. And what I mean by that, is, to, to purchase a gun legally, of course. And and what I mean by that is make them go through the background checks. You know, uh, I know people that have purchased guns at gun shows, and what you do is you fill out some paperwork and you get the you get the gun right there on the spot. That seems a bit dangerous to me, okay? Now, a lot of people go through background checks and all like that, but there are people out there with that just have mental health. Let's talk about this Texas, this guy in Texas. He was in, I believe, the Air Force. I believe he served in the Air Force. He had a he had a honorable discharge, I believe it a was. Dishonorable discharge. No, dishonorable. I don't think it was a dishonorable. I don't think it was. Oh, it was. It, it, it was. And it I, was I made a post about it, and I, I'll give you a little background on his history. So uh, okay, yeah, he, he he went into the Air Force. Went into the Air Force in 2010. 2012. He got involved uh, in a domestic dispute and ended up being charged in assault against his wife and their child. Uh, So he was court-martialed by the uh, UCMJ, Uniform Code of Military Justice. And, you know, being this is my background, I know all of the details on the Air Force stuff. Absolutely. He was a a victim of the UCMJ. They knocked him down to an E-1 and discharged him from the military in 2014. So he had about a four-year tenure. Explain explain that to me. You say you knocked him down to an E-1. What does that mean? So whatever rank he was previously, uh, based on those charges, he lost his clearance levels and he lost his pay grade. So mm. a big part of what you hear now is that the military dropped the ball. 
because based on those charges, he rightfully would have not been able to own a gun anywhere. Okay. So okay. there was some failure on the part of the United States Air Force in terms of processing paperwork and informing the ATF that he was unable to purchase a firearm. So when the background check went through, it was solely based on the fact that his background was actually clear. Uh, and, and what you're saying is just so you know, I can be clear when you're dishonorably, dishonorably discharged from the military, you then are, are unable, I guess by law or whatever, whatever it is, you're unable then to, to purchase firearms legally. Correct. Not in all cases. So in his particular case, because it was domestic violence and it was against another adult and a child, those charges constituted basically what the equivalent of in the civilian world is a felony. So now that he is a felon, he is no longer able to purchase a firearm. Now, there are other charges that you could be charged with in uh, UCMJ. Uh, a friend of mine who shall remain nameless on this on this uh, podcast, just because I know that he may very well listen at some point. Uh, he was kicked out of the military because he he got kicked out for desertion. So he just left. One day he said, "Hey, I'm tired of this. I quit." He disappeared, and which actually happened found... quite a bit. Oh yeah, it happens pretty often. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, he was found about eight months later. They put him in jail for about a month and a half, and he was discharged. He was given a dishonorable discharge, uh, which basically says that you did not serve honorably in the United States military. Now, that dishonorable discharge does not always constitute a felony. So desertion was basically like a misdemeanor. They kicked him out of the military and said, hey, you can never come back to the military again. Now, that charge doesn't disqualify him from purchasing a firearm. He can still oh, okay. legally own weapons, uh, but because so it depends on what you're charged man, with. Now, this guy in right. Texas committed a felony. Any felon is not able to to purchase a firearm. Correct. Okay. So, so basically, he should not have been able to purchase a firearm, but his his uh, his, his his background check came back clean for some reason. Somebody dropped the ball. And now you have 26 people that were that, that woke up Sunday morning going to church, and and they didn't make it home. They didn't make it back because this guy was distraught about his whole situation. I can never go into the mind of a killer. I will never try to understand a killer of of this magnitude. But what will make you go to? I mean, was his girlfriend, wife, whatever the case may be, was she, you know, was she in this church? Like what, from, from the news reports, it was saying that this church was uh, two counties away from where he lived. Like why this church? Why these people? I don't know. I don't know. Now I, I want to ask you where, where you, I'm sorry, go ahead. You had something to that? I was going to say there's so many details that uh, that just haven't been able to, they just haven't been disclosed. Uh, a big part of it was because the FBI refused to ask Apple for help in opening the shooter's iPhone. 
Uh, and that's they went through that once before. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna save that for another show because that yeah. actually is a, a completely separate topic. But uh, the FBI declined to reach out to Apple in assisting in opening the iPhone of the shooter, uh, so they were unable to access certain details. You know, once a once a phone of an individual gets you know disabled or they unlock it, uh, there there's functions on the iPhone where I can actually. If you enter my passcode wrong five times, my phone deletes everything. Right. So right. there's no trail because you've decided to try to get into my phone with unauthorized access. So that Apple, could be the, the official case here. company. Official phone. Uh, never mind. Don't want to get sued on the first episode. Hey, hey, hey. Let's uh, <laughs> let's save that ignorance. Let's save that ignorance. I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of Apple. <laughs> so we'll save that debate for another day. I know you're an Android user, so you know. Hey, let me tell you. I, I, let, me, I, let me tell you something about me. Okay, neither one of these operating systems, iOS or Android, pays me to use their product. So if one is better than the other, so be it. I mean, whatever one I'm using at the time, I'm not necessarily going to you know put them out. Hey, this is better. No, nah, you ain't paying me to say that. I'm actually paying for the phone. So you know, I I don't care. And you know me, you've known me for a long time. If I say I don't care, I don't care. <laughs> but go ahead. If we if we have a few minutes later, I'm going to come back and talk about uh, the Samsung Galaxy Note 8 new commercial. Absolutely hilarious. And I'm an Apple user, so it, oh, it, that commercial it, it was great, hilarious. That commercial it was, was hilarious. So I, I, I've got I've to talk about it because I applaud Samsung. But back to the shooter and back to gun reform. So, uh, you know, back about, what, about five years ago, I lived in Arizona. And Arizona was one of the first places where I experienced the fact that you didn't, the gun control was that there was none. Uh, Anybody was able to purchase a weapon. Anybody was able to carry a weapon. It didn't matter where you were. You, You could be in the mall. You could have a gun on. You could be in the liquor store or at the bar. You could have a gun. Um, it was just it was open carry. Uh, there was no licensing. There was no weight to purchase. Uh, and what I experienced in that environment was that there was absolutely no violence or none that I saw. I, I won't say that there's no violence, but I didn't see any violence in the year and a half that I was there. Um, and I think that that lent more to the fact that People had no clue who had a gun or not. So if you feel like you want to threaten me, but you have no clue that I have a gun and you have no clue if that weapon is on me, but you do know that I have the right to have it and have it on me at all times, it usually changes the fact of whether you're going to attempt something. And I take it back to, uh, the the old Chris Rock joke. You remember the uh, no sex in the champagne room? Absolutely. You remember? And, and he says, don't go to parties with metal detectors. Sure, it feels safe inside, but what about all those niggas waiting outside with guns? They know you ain't got one. <laughs> Watch your mouth, though. Watch and, your mouth. Hey, hey, this is... Uh, this is internet radio, so I apologize <laughs> to those who I offend. It was probably my intention, so please <laughs> tune back in next week when we do it again. Intelligently ignorant. So, but just to say that it, it was an entire different atmosphere when people knew 
that there was the possibility that this person was armed. And I say that just like in certain areas, uh, you know, uh, we take it back to Philadelphia. There's a lot of violence in Philadelphia and it's a lot of people who've acquired guns illegally. Uh, so I'm not really one for gun reform because most of the violence that occurs occurs by individuals who aren't obtaining guns via legal means. So the guy who rightfully wants to get a gun like myself, who's going to pass a background check, why make it more stringent for me when the killers that are out on the streets don't buy guns at the store? Except for these mass shooters. It seems like in a lot of now, these mass shootings, that the people are, are are obtaining these guns legally. That's that's now that, nobody nobody calls for gun reform when 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 people are getting shot up in the hood. Okay, you you don't see people trying to. I mean, I'm, it's happened, but they only do it when there's mass shootings, and it, it almost seems set up in a sense that as soon as this mass shooting happens, let's talk about gun reform. But you got Chicago going crazy. You got Philly, Wilmington, Camden, you know, all these areas that go crazy. You don't hear about gun reform then. Or you hear about stop the violence. Yeah, of course you hear about that. But you know why? Because those people are not buying, uh, uh, many of those people, I don't know, I don't know 100%, I can't speak 100%, but many of those people are not buying guns legally. So gun reform does not affect those people. It will not affect them. If you're not buying guns legally, then you don't have to go through anything anyway. You just go, and I don't know how to get them. You know, they go on TV. They do it. They're on their bridge. They buy them out of a trunk or something. It's in a brown paper bag, and that's how they do it on TV. I don't know how to get a gun illegal. I don't even know who to talk to to get a gun illegal. But I bet you if I tried, it probably wouldn't be that hard. But gun reform would not affect those people. They can right. get any gun that is being sold. And who's bringing those guns into those, in, into, those, into those places? I don't know anybody that has a gun-making factory. <laughs> okay, I don't know who controls this guy, but that's for another show. I'm sorry, went off on a tangent. Go ahead, Ryan. Continue your point. I'm sorry. No, but I I think that that lends right to the fact of what we were saying is you know there, there's so many opportunities out there because these shooters. Uh, you talk about the shooter in Las Vegas. We talk about the shooter in Texas. Uh, these individuals are U.S. citizens. They are able to legally obtain these weapons, and they go out to commit these heinous acts, and then we say, well, people shouldn't be able to have these weapons. The funny thing is, the Texas shooter would have possibly done more damage if what? He wasn't stopped by a civilian with a gun. Hmm. He, He wasn't stopped by the police. He wasn't stopped by the FBI. He was stopped by another civilian who saw him shooting, and he shot him. Is that man held as a hero, or is he held as a vigilante with a gun who took justice into his own hands? In this so, situation, I'm pretty sure he's held as a hero. He's a, he's a hero. All but right. now, if we have gun reform, and let's just say to play devil's advocate, that somebody who's unlicensed to carry his weapon in public. Are you going to lock him up? He just saved, he potentially saved the lives of others by committing a crime. 
and not saying that that's exactly what happened. I don't know that young man's status. I don't know if he was allowed to carry that weapon. I don't know the details behind it. But let's just play devil's advocate and say, hey, this individual was not licensed to carry, but he had a gun, and now he took the shooter's life. He's a hero, but is he also a criminal? Can I be intelligently – can I ask you an intelligently ignorant question? That's what we're here for. First, first, before I ask you the, that intelligently ignorant question, you're talking about uh, you're giving us a, a rhetorical, not a rhetorical, but a um, basically, a, 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 I forgot the word that fast. You, you're a giving us a, a hypothetical, hypothetical situation, correct? My intelligently ignorant question would be, what is the skin color of the person carrying this gun without a license that that stopped potentially? more people from being killed by taking out this mass shooter. Man. That's a big question. That's a big question. That's going to get into the, that, that's going to take us into our next topic though. The, our that, next topic is, is the, when, we, the, when we talk about the justice system, but you know, let's, let's, can, let's finish this up. We got about uh, 13 minutes left in, in, in this recording. Man, you know what? I want to say, let's table the gun reform topic for the next episode because this justice system topic is something that, I mean, it, it is setting the internet on fire right now. And I just, I really want to weigh in on this one because I, I think some of my thoughts are going to hurt some people's feelings. And then I think that there's going to be a lot of people that think the exact same way that I think about it. And, and you know, like you just said, the, the skin color of the shooter makes a huge difference. And we get into so many situations where you think of uh, Michael Brown, Philando Castile, and how skin color impacted some of those decisions that came about from our justice system. And, I mean, right now, the city of brotherly love is on fire. I mean, Meek Mill, Philly's number one son, more beloved than Rocky right now, is going to jail for two to four. And I ain't talking months. He's going to jail for two to four years on a violation of probation. And, I mean, I think the last that I saw, there was a petition already signed by 15,000 people asking for the sentence to be reviewed. And, I mean, that, that's major for an entertainer to have that type of support and from his community. I mean, that's an and, and entertainer major. of his caliber. Let me, let me tell you, let me, for, for the people, I'm sorry, I, I know you have more to add, but let me give you a, um, let me give you a little bit, for the people that are listening to the show that are not necessarily connected to uh, Philadelphia area. <clears throat> Meek Mill, albeit he, you know, he's an entertainer, he's a rapper, somehow established a connection with the community, with Philadelphia and the community. He's done a lot in the city. He does a lot of good things in the city. But when you have a part owner of the Philadelphia 76ers speaking out against this sentence that 
Meek has, has has come down on Meek. That's huge. That's really big. I mean, Meek has front row seats. If you have, if, if you check out the six, I know the last few years the six ain't really been that good to check out. But Meek has been front row at Sixers games for the last few years. He even took Nicki Minaj while he was with Nicki Minaj. They were front row a few times, quite a few times. He was in the in the hallway in the tunnel with the with the with the guys that you know they jump on the trampoline, do them flips and the dunks and all like that. He did that. He jumped off the trampoline, did a flip, landed on his feet. Shared it on Twitter. Check it out. New to his radio. It's on my Twitter. Um, he has established a connection with this city that I haven't really seen an artist do that since Will Smith. And Will Smith really his his connection was. Of course, he was from Philly, but it was more so his fame that gave him his connection with Philly, not so much his his actions, I guess. I mean, Boyz II Men had a connection with the city. When I think about it, I think Boyz II Men had a connection. Will Smith had a connection. Um, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing the train of thought here. But you got Will Smith, you got. Poison Men, you got Meek Mill. All right. There have been other rappers from Philly. Many. Singers. Many. Patty LaBelle is from Philly. Patty LaBelle people live right around the corner from me. Growing up. Okay. Like it, it's the connection he has is, is, is unreal. And I mean, you got people from all walks of life supporting Meek right now. And and what he's going through. Now, Ryan, I don't know if you've heard, but it's also posted on New Tools Radio. At Neutral's Radio on Twitter. It's coming out. We got 10 minutes left in the show. It's coming out that... I don't know how true this is, okay? But it was on Billboard. It was in the New York Post. There's some talk coming out that the judge involved in this case... Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah. I heard it. Okay. There's some talk that the judge involved in this case is for lack of a better term, obsessed with Meek. She asked him to drop his management team to be managed by a friend of hers. She asked, also asked him to re-record Boys the Men on Bended Knee and replace it with her name. Now, Meek ain't even a singer. But anyway to replace it with her name. And he he denied that request right there in the courtroom. This and oh and and the judge had also showed up to some of his events, his charity events, his feed the homeless events. When has it when when do you see judges do that? Now judge I think judges should be more connected with the community, but you don't see that happen too often. I'm going to give you the floor, Ryan, because I, I think I've said enough. But I, I'm going to give you the floor on this. You know, we're about seven minutes left in the show. I'm, I'm going to give you the opportunity I mean, to uh, just on that. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely amazed, and I haven't seen all of the, the detail behind the situation with that judge because I just I have to be weary of saying, hey, you know, this judge is acting out of line uh, because I, again, I want to make sure that it's the right person. Uh, not that our judicial system does that to us, 
but I want to make sure <laughs> that I, I, I am referring to the right individual before I make a certain set of statements that I want to make in reference to this entire situation. But, man, I, do I think it's an unfortunate event that, you know, this young man, 30 years old, uh, sentenced to two, two to four years in prison uh, for a string of probation violations. And while it's sad, I believe that Meek Mill is a victim of his status. He's a victim of his celebrity. And I I truly feel like he may have personally believed, and I don't know, uh, but I feel like he may have personally believed that some of these things he was entitled to uh, to not have to have some of the same consequences, because I know if it were me as just an average individual, if I go to jail back in 2008, if I go to jail for a two to three year sentence at that time, and I get out in 18 months, I still have maybe half a year left on my on my sentence. I get out, and then I violate my probation in 2012. So four years later, I violate my probation again. Uh, It doesn't result in any jail time, but then again, I violate my probation in 2013. That violation doesn't result in any jail time. I violate again in 2014, which resulted me going back to jail for six more months. I get out of jail. People forget about that, too. Right, And, and I think that that's a big part of what, people have missed. You know, he got out of jail the latter part of 2014, and he violated his probation again in 2015. And then he violated his probation again in 2016. And then he had an altercation in 2017 this year with an airport worker at the airport where he punched the individual in the face and got arrested. So that's another violation of his probation. And then... After that event, he gets caught riding a dirt bike. And, you know, I I truly don't think that there should have been an arrest for that. Um, But, again, because of being the celebrity that he is, certain levels of attention come with it. So Mm -hmm. you violate your probation. Over the last decade, you have another six violations of your probation and a jail stint. Um, If it were me and I was not a celebrity, had I done that, I probably would have been given four years as a mandatory sentence. Right. Now, oh, yeah. I truly believe that he was given two to four, which we know as a celebrity he's not going to serve the full two. Uh, so he'll probably be out in about 18 months, which is not as harsh of a sentence as it probably should be for the level of multiple infractions that he's had. Um, so does Meek Mill deserve to go to jail? Yeah, he does. And I'm not going to be one of those people screaming free Meek Mill. I understand he's a celebrity. I understand he does things in the city, but I'm going to give you a cartoon reference. You know how much Lex Luthor did for the city of Metropolis? (laughs) And he was the biggest criminal. (laughs) But I mean, just to say... (laughs) You no, know how much Michael Nutter did for the city of Philadelphia? He was the biggest criminal. But let me step back. I'm um, hey, but, uh, not the mayor anymore. <laughs> but he, he's 
But uh, <laughs> but just to say, you know, that just because he does philanthropic things, Nino Brown gave out turkeys in the hood. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. We we talk about philanthropic endeavors like th- these are supposed to give you a free pass from criminal activity. And I don't think that I can sit behind it and say that we need to free Meek Mill or even we need to look at the sentence and hopefully get the sentence reduced. Yes, I know the judgment. I know the judicial system is biased. I know it's a lot harder for an African-American out here than any other race in this country, in the world. Far be it. Uh, I just had a friend who called me up. Uh, in tears because of some racial profiling that was going on while she was in Paris. And she was a victim of racial profiling in three specific instances in a matter of minutes. Wow. Um, so being being darker skin, it doesn't matter where you are in this world. There's going to be a bias. So we have to understand that we have to elevate ourselves and we have to be of a st- certain stature to not fit those stereotypes that are about us. Uh, You know, so many people believe that these rappers just run around and degrade women and drink alcohol and do drugs because that's what's portrayed in this life. And we do know that it's entertainment, but at the same time, art mimics life. So when you see somebody of Meek Mill's stature, when he violated his parole, on, excuse me, probation, not parole, when he violated his probation for drug use, that was probably enough to send him back to jail right then and there, and it didn't happen. And mm-hmm. I feel like his probation officers gave him multiple opportunities to, to get his life in line and say, hey, you know what? You're going down the wrong path. We're giving you the leeway to do certain things and you take it one step beyond what we give you, you know that drug use is a violation of your probation. Now, I've never been on probation. I know a few individuals that have. And I know generally those visits are scheduled. So I know when I'm going to go to my probation officer and I know when I'm going to have to pee in a cup. So Mm -hmm. again, why would you do drugs if you know that you have to make these visits on a very regular scheduled basis? Well, it, it it causes it causes me to think that you know our judicial system doesn't necessarily. I mean, we all see problems with the judicial system, but maybe the ju- the judicial system is a little more lenient when they know you have people that care about you. Look at all the celebrities that get away with things. Look at I mean, and and, and look at other people that are not celebrities that don't get away with anything. Think about that for a second. Right. Look at look how many people care about Meek. Okay. When 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 you have I was I was actually in a, in, a, in a conversation with someone recently, and they said, you know, when when the judge sees that you have a showing a big showing of support in the classroom, they I mean in the classroom in the, in the courtroom, they can they tend to be a little more lenient with sentencing or judgments or whatever the case may be. However, right. if you go in there, you have nobody with you. Oh, they're going to come down on you. They're going to come down on you. Can't remember who I was just having that conversation with, but, man, I, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy when you hear that. It's crazy when you hear that. Um, one more thing I wanted to get into. 
one more thing I wanted to get into. Um, we have the um, uh, the blackout, <laughs> right? The the EMP blackout. The blackout. Now, you know, I heard about this blackout, but very briefly. I didn't even know it was like a big viral thing. I didn't. I thought it might have been like just here in the area. I didn't know this was supposed to be like a big huge thing. Okay. What? Explain to me what was supposed to be happening here. So, uh, and I don't know if you've seen the the advertisements for the movie Geostorm. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen Gerard, Gerard Butler. Uh, really, really big advertisement. Uh, basically, it was saying, you know, the federal government uh, in the future basically controls the weather and the climate through a series of electromagnetic pulses. Um, and basically, what was supposed to occur the weekend of the 4th through the 6th was that the government was going to run a test uh, of EMPs, and it was going to knock out everything across the United States, and that this was going to be a test. It was going to be now, a test. Now, was this that part of the movie? The entire... This was part of the movie? No, That's no, where no. This this, this, no, and I, I'm sorry. It wasn't a part of the movie. Uh, I okay. just wanted to reference the, the, the movie Geostorm to give you an idea of what I was talking about. Okay, I got but, you. Uh, okay. Basically, there was a video on the internet, African-American young woman, uh, and she was extremely emphatic that the government was going to run these tests and knock every broadcast system, everything that requires electricity off of the grids for the entire weekend. And basically in insinuating that there was going to be chaos for the entire weekend. Um, I got, I immediately got phone calls. I got text messages. I got messages on Facebook. I got messages on Instagram and a lot of people reach out to me directly (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't from you, which I, I applaud you, because there were some people who reached out. And, I mean, I, I love my friends. I love my family. But it's like, hey, you know, I know there's some people of the older generations who reached out to me extremely nervous. Um, and because they know of my government affiliations, uh, my close ties to people still in the military and in government offices, they called me immediately and said, hey, what's the truth behind this? So, you know, I had to just lay it out. You know, I was in the military for eight years. Every single year, we ran a series of about three tests. Uh, they were all standard operating procedures for the military. Uh, and what I equated them to was a fire drill. So you hear the alarm go off. Think about back in fifth grade. You're in class. You hear the alarm go off. You hop out of your seat. You get in line, you walk outside to a designated point, they do head count, they follow the procedures. That's what the equivalent of this weekend's test was. It was the DOD testing their preparedness in an emergency situation. We used so to do that she, three she times wasn't, annually. She wasn't 100% lying, but she was, right. was exaggerated. Right. Now, she's so somebody that just did she may have test. known something. She may have known what you knew. And just kind of just wanted to put it out there on the internet. A lot of people put things on the out there on the internet just just to see it go viral. Okay, right. Coney, remember the Coney situation? Yeah, you know how crazy that was, and nothing. <laughs> okay, um, 
absolutely like you said, nothing. Nothing. But like like you said, they they have you know they have these series that they that these these are the standard procedures. Um, now let me let me take it a step further. In the mind of Jay Chris, conspiracy theory. She may have been. She could have possibly been, and this would this would have been above your pay grade. No disrespect. She right. could have been. She possibly could have been a hundred percent correct. Very possibly could have been a hundred percent correct. You know, the government gets word that this is out there, and says we got to shut this down. We can't do it. What you think about that? Well. The- well, the interesting thing was that in her video, she had a link to the Department of Defense's website that says, hey, they have it posted in broad day that they are going to do this. And mind you, saw you her video? right where, yeah, I, I watched the entire video. Uh, just, <laughs> just to kind of debunk some of the theories. And no, I didn't click on the link because I don't like clicking on links on people's videos. Only for the fact that you don't know where it takes you. Um, But I do, I'm very familiar with the Department of Defense website. So I knew exactly Mm -hmm. where to go to look for exactly what she was saying. And it was there in broad daylight. And it says, we're conducting this test. Uh, And it gave all of the details of what exactly was going to occur in terms of the simulated activities. And that was another big mention on the website is that it stated that all of these were simulated activities. So basically what happens is while I was in the military, we'd conduct these drills over the course of a weekend. Uh, we'd do natural disasters. We'd do chemical attacks, uh, nuclear attacks. So just in case these things happen, we know what to do in those situations. Uh, it was the equivalent of a 72-hour fire drill. So it's just okay. emergency preparedness. But uh, for her video, uh it really set a panic in some people, and the video. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like um, oh man, I forgot what it was what the, the, the exact name of it, but um, the back before there was TV, okay, and, and some people the know about this broadcast system, right? But, but there was a fake, there was a fake broadcast that was actually a. Before there was TV, they used to have entertainment shows on radio. I guess people would be actors and all like that. There was right. a there was a fake emergency that was actually it was a show that came on as if it was an emergency, and it, I forgot what the emergency was. It like aliens, I don't I forgot what the emergency was, but people went nuts. Because they thought it was an actual emergency. I don't know if they thought it was a nuclear attack or whatever it was. But people went nuts. And I can't remember. I'm going to have to look it up and, and, and mention it in our next show. But people went nuts because they just didn't know. Now, fast forward to 2017. You know, she puts she puts a link showing the, the, the you know, what's going on with on the Department of Defense's site. People still don't do right. their research in 2017. They don't. They read headlines. Amazing. They they read headlines. They listen to people what people say in in podcasts, <laughs> in videos. Okay, o- on on the on the scrolling on the ticker on the bottom of the screen. They just look at that. They don't look into things. 
and and they believe it, and they and they use it as the gospel truth. We gotta look. We gotta look deeper, folks. Look deeper. Dig deeper. You know what that's a reference to, Ryan? Dig deeper. Do you know what that is? No clue. That is a reference to. I believe it's the Cosby Show. I'm kind of forgetting. I think it's the Cosby <laughs> Show. They had a teacher. Uh, I think Claire had a teacher who, you know, you know, very hard teacher, but she would always say, dig deeper. And, um, you know, they were talking about a situation. And, and we're going to end on this. They were talking about a situation where uh, they, they were at a, a, a lunch counter protest. Um, this, you know, civil rights day. Uh, they, they were at a lunch counter protest, and she was like, and, and they did something to Claire, something to somebody. I, I, I think it's the cause. It might have been a different show. And they said she, she was there with her hat. This teacher wore a hat or you know whatever it was, and and they, she said, "Don't you move!" But I don't know. And I just every time I hear her dig deeper, I think of that little thing. I'm gonna have to look that up and mention on the next show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, I, as you see, people, man, dig deeper into some of these situations when something seems a little crazy. Look a little more into it. Just don't take somebody somebody you don't even know's word for it. Get out there and, and, and figure the, figure the things out, man. Well, call Ryan. Everybody call Ryan. So call Ryan and, and let him tell you. He he knows what's going on. Check out BlackSuite.com for all of the information that you need in terms of relevant information. Absolutely, and also check out Neutral's Radio if you want to dot com. Radio dot com. You want to you want you want to hear this show again? You can check it out there. We're going to be posting on social media. I'm going to be posting it in, in, in Google Play, iTunes, whatever the case may be. And um, you know we we's gonna get a make it get it popping. We're gonna be popping up with random episodes of intelligent ignorance all over the place. I want to thank you for checking us out on our first episode. Many more to come. And I'm telling you right now, you don't want to miss. You subscribe to this podcast right now while you're listening. Just go ahead and click a little wherever you are. Subscribe to this podcast because you're gonna want to know when we post. So I'm telling you right now, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna be informational. We're going to be stupid. We're going to be crazy. And, and it's, it's like, the, like the kids say, it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. All right. Uh, any, any more last words, Ryan, before we get out of here? And this is marked NC-17 because I say nigga a lot. So just excuse me <laughs> because I don't want anybody to be offended by the use of the word nigga. Um, it, I do it every once in a while. I'm not going to do it a lot, even though I just said that I do it a lot. I'm not going to do it a lot on the show, <laughs> but I do do it a lot. So if you follow me on social media, you're going to see the word nigga pretty often. What's your Don't social media? Put it out that. there. What's your social media? Oh, man. R.Hunter. R-D-O-T Hunter. That's literally on everything. On Instagram. On Twitter, which doesn't work. It works, but I've never used it. I haven't used it since about 2012. Um, R.Hunter on Facebook. That is the tag that you get to me on Facebook. I don't know how that works either, but it gets you there. Um, And also, that is my something else. I don't even remember what else it is, but it's R.Hunter on everything. Snapchat or something. So if you have Mm -hmm. social media. Snappy Chappy. Snapchat. Yeah, that's what it is. Snapchat. So. If you're looking for me on anything, it's r.hunter, R-D-O-T Hunter. You can also find out all that information at www.blocksuite.com. 
Love it, love it. And like I said, check out NewTwistRadio.com if you want to hear this show again or any of the other shows we do here on the station. And also follow me on Twitter, J Watson Radio Man. That's me, J W A T S O N Radio Man. Just how it sounds. And um, you can follow me on Instagram at the same name. But also make sure you follow the station, New Twist Radio, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, New Twist Radio. That's about it, man. Look, thank you for listening to our first episode of Intelligent Ignorance. I am Jay Chris. That's my man Ryan over there. Look, I always say, it's not about who you know. It's about who knows you. So get out there, market yourself, meet some people, do something nice for somebody today. Hit the subscribe button because you want to know when we, when we put another show out there. We out of here. Take it easy, y'all. Peace.